Hey, Cracked fans. We are so excited to be welcoming our friends at Turna back to this show as a supporting sponsor moving forward. Now, of course, all of you tennis fans know Turna Tennis for their world-famous Turna grip, that iconic purple-colored grip you see on the rackets of so many different professional tennis players. But did you also know that they make the tackiest grip in the world? That's right, folks, the brand-new Turna Tennis Mega Tack Grip. It's the tackiest grip on the market. It starts tacky and, simply put, stays tacky longer than any other grip you'll find out there and if you tell your opponent what do i use on my racket i use the mega tack you're going to be attacking with that mega tack from start to finish if you've seen anything we do at cracked rackets you know i'm a hairy guy as you can imagine i sweat when i play the only grip that works for me is the turn of tennis grip of course the mega tack taking things to the next level how can you get yourself hooked up with a turn of grip today it's simple you're going to either find it wherever you buy your tennis goods or you can email them directly by emailing sales at uniquesports.com. That's sales at uniquesports.com. You mentioned Crack Rackets sent you in the email. We would greatly appreciate that as they let you, them know that we sent you there. But more importantly, you get a free sample and they'll treat you as family moving forward. Again, you email sales at uniquesports.com. You mentioned Crack Rackets. You get the free sample. You get hooked up with our friends at Turner. Once you use a Turner Grip, you're never going to turn anywhere else. Of course, again, ask them about the mega tack the tackiest grip on the market contact sales at uniquesports.com and get started with our friends at turn to tennis today welcome to our GSP Ace of the Day segment, a show where I offer my picks for each and every day of the 2022 Wimbledon. Day 10 of the tournament is upon us. Back half of the quarterfinals in men's and women's singles competition. Of course, before we get to my Ace of the Day selections, I have to offer a sincere apology to all of you listeners. We have not had Ace of the Day segments since day five of the tournament. That's an unforced error on my part. I believe I did warn all of you listeners last week. I was attending a wedding this past weekend and a massive mazel tov to doctors Aaron and Alice Fisher on their marriage. Look forward to celebrating with my cousins for many more years to come. Unfortunately, I lied myself to get swept up in all things family, swept up in all things that come with a wedding weekend. Didn't properly budget my time as I should have as such. Again, we haven't had this segment for you since day five. But we're going to make up for it down the home stretch of this Wimbledon. We will have preview podcasts. We will have picks for every remaining day of the tournament. Of course, you look at our resume right now. Precarious is the wrong word. I think we're in an advantageous position as we head down the tournament's home stretch. Obviously, haven't had picks for the past four days of the event, but as of right now, we're sitting at 11 and 10 plus 0.48 units overall for the event. Now, how do we find ourselves up after what was a struggle on day five? The last time we had this podcast, we had one winner in Tommy Paul, who covered a two and a half game spread against Yuri Vesely. 
likely, but certainly my pick of the over in Oscar Ota, Carlos Alcaraz, that was maybe my most foolish pick of the tournament. Carlos Alcaraz dusting the 28-year-old German in straight sets. Of course, unfortunately, we also just missed out on a parlay. Ostapenko and Cam Norrie did their jobs, but at the time, Maria Sakkari was upset shockingly by Tatiana Maria. Now, five days later, that loss to Tatiana Marina, it has certainly appreciated with value as Tatiana Maria has reached the first Grand Slam semifinal of her career at this 2022 Wimbledon. But the good news is that despite that one and two down 1.17 unit overall day five, we had a big futures bet hit for us here on day nine. Of course, that's Own Jabour, who at the start of the tournament, we said was an overwhelming favorite in her section of the draw to advance to the semifinals. And she was plus 125 to do so back on day one of this tournament. Now we, in our wisdom, and it was nice to, it's always nice to look back and think, God, I was so smart 10 days ago. What's happened over the past nine days? But Ojibor did her job and it got a little tricky today against Marie Buzkova. But for the most part, Ojibor has cruised into the semifinals of this 2022 Wimbledon. According to DraftKings, according to Tennis Abstract, she is the favorite right now to capture the 2022 Wimbledon title. And look, we put two units on Onjabur at plus 125 to advance to the semifinals. She does that. Westoff, give me a cha-ching sound effect there as ultimately, again, Onjabur cashes in. And because of that cash in, again, we're able to gain 2.5 units uh, from that victory. Now, we we did also bet on Iga to win the tournament, simply put through her first two rounds after she had won, you know, 37 consecutive matches. It looked like Iga was going to Iga throughout the course of this event. Obviously, that was not the case as Iga ultimately knocked off in straight sets, a disappointing performance against Alize Cornet, but thankfully only put half a unit on that. So the two and a half units we won from Jabour turns into two units. That makes up for some of the losses we had on day number five. And again, you look for us now overall 11 and 10 plus point four eight units for the tournament that leaves us with just four excuse me yeah five days left to go here at the 2022 Wimbledon five more opportunities for us to put a little bit of cash in our pockets certainly five more days for us to enjoy at uh, some grand slam tennis with all of that said of course as always my plan for you here on this ace of the day segment to preview day 10's action on the grounds at Wimbledon I want to talk about our four singles matches talk about the value I see on the board via our friends at DraftKings we'll get into the money lines the over-unders game spreads parlays we'll look at the percentages offered by our friends at DraftKings set the scene for what should be another fantastic day of tennis at Wimbledon of course the reason we're able to do this day in, day out here on this show is because of the support we get from all of you listeners. And again, I sincerely apologize for the lack of episodes over the past few days. We'll make up for it both here on our Great Shot podcast feed and over on our mini break podcast feed where we recap all of the action happening at Wimbledon. Did a two-hour mega mini break podcast with our friend and Tennis.com editorial producer David Kane breaking down week one of the event, pre 
previewing week two. All of that content still holds here on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. So if you're looking for the mega podcast, that's the one for you on our mini break podcast feed. But of course, we'll have, again, daily previews and recaps throughout the rest of the year's third Grand Slam. Of course, all that content available on our website, crackrackets.com. A shout out, as always, to super producer Daniel Westoff, the busiest man in the business, of course, also have to give a shout out to our friends at Turner who have been supporting this podcast forever and have been supporting tennis players for generations by providing the best grip on the market. But of course, it's not just their Turner Mega Tack grips. They've also got award-winning strings, so many other technologies that can help accentuate the finer features of your game, help bring you to the next level. If you'd like to learn more, or perhaps you're just ready to join the Turner Tennis family today, you can do so by contacting sales at uniquesports.com. You mentioned we here at Crack Racket sent you the hook you up with discounted prices, hook you up with free samples, treat you like family as well. Sales at Unique sports.com remember that's sales at unique sports.com email them to join the turner family today with that said let's get into it day 10 of the 2022 wimbledon let's start on the women's side with our money lines only two women's singles matches to go the fun part of this second week while we don't have the plethora of options to bet on certainly we can lock in on each and every singles match on the board and the match that jumps out to me beyond any other individual match on the day is Elena Rabakina taking on Alia Tomjanovic. Of course, you look for Elena Rabakina. The number 17 seed has been exceptional throughout the course of this 2022 Wimbledon. She's yet to drop a set 3-0 in tiebreakers, 3-0 in 7-5 sets. She's yet to face a seed, but she has comfortably advanced to the Wimbledon quarterfinals. And of course, you look for Elena Rabakina. This is now her third, second week at a major in the past six slams. She reached the quarterfinals of Roland Garros last year before losing 9-7 in the third to eventual finalist Anastasia Pavlachenkova. Of course, last year, second, uh, excuse me, fourth round Wimbledon. She loses 6-3 in the third in what was a very fun match against Arena Sabalenka. It was a third round for her at the U.S. Open, third round for her at this year's Roland Garros in both instances. Three set losses for her to Simona Halep, Madison Keys, respectively. But again, she's into her second career quarterfinal at a major, second quarterfinal in her past six slams. Elena Rabakina has been exceptional over the course of the past 24 months. Exceptional is too hyperbolic, and I do that from time to time, as you listeners know. I do apologize for that as well, but she has just been relentlessly powerful, if that makes sense. The power tennis Elena Rabakina is able to generate, simply put, overwhelms the majority of the opponents that she faces. And you look for Elena Rabakina, who has a 75.9 career hold percentage for her averages, holding 76.5% of the time this season, entering the 2022 Wimbledon. That number ranks fourth amongst top 50 players on the WTA Tour. And we joke about this on our various Crack Rackets podcast. She is a member of Serena Williams' Power Tennis Country Club. She is able to play that transcendent level of power tennis, a la the Serena Williams, Naomi Osaka's, Petra Kvitova's, when she's playing her absolute best. I've joked about this before. Yelena Ostapenko is certainly a member of this club. That sort of power transcendent tennis that when you're playing on your terms and playing your best tennis, 
There's just not much the opponents can do. And you look for Elena Rabakina, again, has yet to drop a set in any of her four matches here at Wimbledon. You look for her perhaps even more impressively than that in four uh, total matches played. She's been broken just six total times. Again, Elena Rabakina holding about 85, you know, 86% of the time here in this 2022 Wimbledon. Obviously, that's only four matches, but that would be the number one number on the season for uh, 2022. And if extrapolated for a full year, and again, it's not just the serve. It's the plus one tennis she's able to play. And it's not just a plus one forehand. Her ability to drive the backhand down the line, her ability to use her frame to push her momentum forward in the court, the weight of her shot, the heaviness of that ball, it's just a nightmare to deal with. And because of how comfortable she's been and how, you know, the ease with which she is holding serve, she's able to take more chances on the return of serve. And you look for Elena Rabakina, who's breaking 31.7% of the time this season, which ranks, I believe, 42nd amongst top 50 players. Obviously, that's not great. But, you know, again, that that break percentage has held consistent on this grass court. She's still able to swing freely. And, you know, again, with her serve being amplified on this surface, that go-for-broke return style has paid dividends. She hasn't needed, you know, three, four breaks a set just to stick around. She gets her one break of serve, and sometimes it needs that auxiliary break. She's good to go. She's going to win the set or at the very least force a tiebreaker where, again, she's 3-0 and in breakers here at this 2022 Wimbledon. And, you know, again, it's a track record of success for Elena Rabakina. She's 25-12 and 12 here in 2022. She's lost just, I believe, two first-round matches throughout the course of this season. Lost a first-round match in Doha after not playing for a couple of weeks and was out with an injury. Lost a first-round match in Eastbourne in three sets to Lesia Serenko as well. That's it. Other than than that, she's done what she's been expected to do. Quarterfinals, round of 16s at the big events. Now, you know, does she have a definitive signature victory in this 2022 season? No, probably not. You look for uh, Elena Rabakina overall this season. Again, the majority of the players she's played have been ranked outside the top 20. She's 22-9 against them this season. Has wins over a Jung Chin Wen, over a Bianca Andreescu, over a Victoria Golubic, a Buzkova as well. You look for her against top 20 opponents. You know, she's beaten Kerber, Azarenka, and Radakanu. All of those are good wins, but 3-3 three and three against the top 20 this year. I don't think a Radakanu Kerber Azarenka win in 2022 qualifies as a signature victory. That said, again, she's beating who she's supposed to beat. And you look for Elena Rabakina, 66-41 and 41 now overall since the start of August 2020 against opponents ranked outside the top 20. She's 58-28, and 28, winning two-thirds of her matches. And, you know, again, for Rabakina now, 19-7 and seven in her career on the grass courts, has now made the uh, second week of Wimbledon twice in her career, a couple of semifinals on the surface as well. Elena Rabakina is 30-14 and 14 now in her career at the Grand Slams. And yes, that includes qualifying success. But again, you look for her just since the start of August 2020 in this pandemic era of the WTA Tour. She's 18-6 and six at the Slams. I imagine those 18 victories probably has her top 10 in terms of total victories in Grand Slams since August 2020. If not top 10, certainly top 15 in terms of total wins at the Slams. And again, second weeks in uh, three of the last six, she's solidified her spot inside the top 25. Top 20 reached as high as number 12 in the rankings earlier this season. 
Look, she has an elite skill. That elite skill is the ability to play on her front foot, play power tennis, dictate, and play on her terms. And I think tomorrow in her opponent, Alia Tomjanovic, she's going to be able to do exactly that. Now, certainly Tomjanovic has been impressive. Three set wins over Krejcikova, Cornet in her last two rounds, a win over Jill Teichman earlier in the tournament as well. Alia Tomjanovic into the quarterfinals at Wimbledon for the second consecutive season, the only two quarterfinals she's made at slams in her career. She's now 36 and 26 overall on grass courts in her career, has never advanced, interestingly, has never advanced to a semifinal on the surface, but has multiple quarterfinals in her career on grass courts. That said, you look for Tomjanovic again, second quarterfinal for her, 37 and 40 career at the slam. She's 19 and 16. Overall here in 2022, and again, you go all the way back to this this era of pandemic WTA tennis, 49 and 46 overall during this stretch of time, which 52%, you're not going to be flying up the rankings, but you're going to hold steady. And she has held steady in the top 50, which again, being top 50, you get to get your schedule. You can play the 1000 level events, play the slams, play essentially whatever you'd like to play. Now, certainly Tomjanovic's ranking is going to take a massive hit as yes, she defends her quarterfinal performance, but of course she's not going to get to defend those quarterfinal points. Uh, You look for Alia Tomjanovic holding 62.6 percent of the time this season that's below her career average and you know a bottom 10 number amongst top 50 players on the WTA tour she is breaking 37 percent of the time this season which is the second highest number of her career and is a top 25 number on the WTA tour that said you know again looking at the numbers here sure Tomjanovic a top 25 returner Elena Rabakina is the number four server on the WTA Tour this season. And when you watch her play, she looks every bit of that number four metric. This is one of those moments where the eye test confirmed, the statistics, excuse me, confirmed the eye test. And I just think when I look at this matchup, what is Alia Tamjanovic going to do to consistently hurt Elena Rabakina? You look at the matchups Tamjanovic has played. Certainly Barbara Krachikova is able to play plus one tennis, able to, you know, dictate throughout the course of a match, able to assert herself, force you into the outer thirds, force you into defensive positions. But she doesn't have top-tier power the way Elena Rabakina does. I just think when you look for Tomjanovic again, when she's faced, you know, a Cornet, a Teichman, and, you know, those players don't have elite power. They can play with exceptional physicality, but for the most part, Tomjanovic is going to be playing them fairly even from the baseline. That's just not the case in this match. Elena Rabakina has a distinct power advantage. And again, give me her strength as a server on this surface over the strength of Alia Tomjanovic. And you look for Tomjanovic, who have the losses been to on grass courts in her past few experiences. Well, you know, again, she loses to Ostapanko this year, 4-4 four and four in Eastbourne. I don't think that's a horrible comparison for Rabakina. Obviously, Ostapanko a little bit better at uh, landing aggressive returns in the box, much more consistent on her return of serve than Rabakina, but Rabakina, a far more powerful server. You know, Golubic, free swinger from the baseline on this surface as well. She loses to the Azarenkas, Georgies, Vandaways of the world on this surface. The last power tennis player she beat uh, on a grass court probably has to be Elena Ostapenko back last season, whom she beat in three sets. You know, again, I think the power tennis is what separates these two players here. And again, it's second straight quarterfinal for Tom Janovic, but for both players, second Grand Slam quarterfinals of their career. 
I just don't know what Tomjanovic is going to do to hurt Elena Rabakina. And when you look at the odds for this match, Elena Rabakina minus 190, according to our friends at DraftKings. She's also a 55% favorite, according to our friends at Tennis Abstract. I just like the power tennis of Rabakina in this match. I think that Tomjanovic serve will sit up in the box, afford Rabakina opportunities to swing freely. And even if she does have some errors accumulate for her, I think she's going to have the opportunity uh, to to swing through those errors. And I just see Rabakina, again, advancing in straight sets. She's yet to face a seed in this tournament, but she's made the most of that opportunity. And you look, in terms of tomorrow, she's minus 190 from a money line perspective, but I really like her game spread more than that. And obviously, with that in mind, we can start getting into the over-unders and game spreads here. And you look for Elena Rabakina tomorrow. You can get her minus two and a half games, which means she just has to win better than 7-6-7-6 if it is a straight set victory. And she has done better than that, covering at least a three-game spread in every match that she's played here at Wimbledon. Again, I just like Rabakina to win in this match and win comfortably. And I think at minus two and a half games, that's her to win in straight sets. You know, again, five and five gets the job done, which I think she's going to be able to scrap out that break in each set. Minus two and a half games at minus 140 is, to me, very similar to minus 190 as a money line pick, right? You feel like if Rabakina wins, even if it is three sets, she should still cover a two and a half game spread. And so I'll take the extra value at the minus 140 with the two and a half games, then the minus 190. And if you look at our Wimbledon track record, making this exact play has been successful for us throughout the course of this tournament. Give me Elena Rabakina minus two and a half games over Alia Tamjanovic tomorrow, minus 140. We're going to go two units on it, folks. That's right. End of the tournament. I promised we were going to end over plus 10 units overall. The only way I can do that to get a little bit aggressive down the home stretch. I'm feeling confident in this Rabakina pick. So we're going to go minus 140, two units to win 1.42. That's ace of the day, number one. Now, look, the other money lines. I want no part of. Simona Halep, minus 240 over Amanda Nisimova. Now, that's smack dab in the parlay range, and we'll get back to that momentarily, but just not a lot of value in that. You look for Rafa tomorrow. He's minus 295 over Fritz. Kyrgios, minus 450 over Christian Green. Again, from an individual value play perspective, Rabakina at minus 190 is the only one I can really justify to the tennis gods betting on individually. I just think there's more value in the minus two and a half games, so that's the play we are going to make. And when you look at the other matches, again, Nadal, Halep in the parlay zone, but I think the over-unders in the game spreads are the place to look. And I already mentioned Rabaka in a minus two and a half games over Tomjanovic. You know, I think uh, Simona Halep has been exceptional throughout the course of this Wimbledon. And of course, Halep's won 11 consecutive matches now on the courts of Wimbledon. The 2019 final uh, champion, excuse me, has yet to drop a set either on her way to this quarterfinal. But you know, Bedosa, Freak, Flipkins, Mukova, she hasn't played a member of Serena Williams' Power Tennis Country Club. And while Anisimova's not a member yet, you know, she and Rabakina are people we are looking at as future members. They're allowed weekend privileges. They can use the golf course, come get a steam on the weekend, and, you know, again, get a nice little pump in if need be before a wedding. Um, I, I just think Simona Halp 
hasn't been tested by weapons yet at this tournament uh, the way that Anisimova will test her in this next match. Now, of course, Amanda Anisimova lost 2-1 to Simona Halep last week in Bad Hamburg. Halep was more than exceptional at stretching Anisimova into the outer thirds of the court. And Anisimova, while advancing and looking impressive in a three-set win over Coco Gauff, following that up with an impressive straight-set victory over Harmony Tan, she can still look like a fish out of water at times moving around this surface. So while I do expect Simona Halep to advance, you know, Halep minus three and a half games, winning straight sets four and four, I just think that's a little risky. I think Anisimova is going to make that match close, and I think she's going to have some power tennis stretches where she's going to just be more acclimated, right? It's just a little easier to play someone when you're playing them for a second time in three weeks, and I think it's, in like, again, if Halep wins worse than 6-2, 6-1, you got to go back to the drawing board if you're Amanda Anisimova. If you lose two consecutive blow-up matches, even to a player of Halep's caliber, just to lose two consecutive blow-up matches, blowout matches is just a tough look for anyone that said you know again minus three and a half games for Halep maybe at minus 160 and Isimova plus four and a half games honestly is the way I enjoy more but that's minus 160 not a lot of value there if you like the over two and a half sets in either Rabakana, Tamjanovic, Halep and Isimova both plus 135, 130 respectively on the men's side I mean Nick Kyrgios should cover a four-and-a-half game spread, cover a five-and-a-half game spread over Christian Green, But, of course, Nick Kyrgios faces serious allegations of assault now off the court being summoned in the courtroom uh, in Australia over uh, an alleged incident in December 2021. Of course, we will talk more about that incident, my response and reaction to it over on our mini-break podcast feed. The reason I bring that up, again, these are serious, significant allegations. And for Nick Kyrgios, just you're going to bet on a player who's facing those sort of allegations off the court. You're going to bet on a player who's facing, and I'm not going to use the word distraction because, this, you know, again, assault allegations are not a distraction. It's far more significant than anything that's happening on a tennis court. The point being, I just want no part of that Nick Kyrgios-Christian Green match. Now, of course, it's my job here as a uh, mem- as someone who is supposed to provide this information to all of you watching on the day from a tennis perspective as miraculous as this Christian Green run has been. Nick Kyrgios is 20 and 6 this season. He's holding 93.6% of the time. He's playing the best tennis of his career, second highest break percentage of his career has looked so fluid on these grass courts and Yes, his shoulder was bothering him against Brandon Nakashima, and that is a concern. How is he feeling physically? Does the mental fatigue leak into the physical fatigue? And, you know, Christian Garin who's going to scrap like crazy, fight like hell to stick alive in this match. Sure, he can survive. And if you like anything in this match, maybe it's the over 35 and a half games. Curious, maybe he takes a first set but just loses the thread the rest of the way or vice versa. Point being, I just don't really want to have any action on this Kyrgios Garin match. It just, again, I, I, it feels unkosher to me and you know I'm, I'm a believer in karma with the tennis gods and so I'm staying away from it to if you're asking me what play I'd prefer I mean Kyrgios minus four and a half games six five and five and he covers that minus four and a half games he should win in straight sets at least that comfortably be fine holding serve although Christian Green gonna attack that Nick Kyrgios forehand return of serve that said minus four and a half games is minus 155 minus five and a half games plus 100 that would be the way I lean with Kyrgios Nadal you know, minus three and a half games over Taylor Fritz. Uh, I just don't like the game spread because Taylor Fritz has come out on fire. Taylor Fritz has yet to drop a set on his way to the Wimbledon quarterfinals. And, you know, again, 
the plus one tennis he's able to play. Nadal has left a couple of returns short in the court. Fritz has the confidence of beating Nadal at Indian Wells early this season. I just think that match is going to be funky. It's just going to be weird, and I, I don't have a great feel for it. Now, how can one pick? against Rafael Nadal, who's made 15 consecutive quarterfinals. And you look for Nadal this season, he's yet to lose a match at a Grand Slam, right? Three victories away from three of the four legs needed to capture the calendar slam. He's, you know, earned straight set victories against Sinego, again, Van Disken-Sculp. And he has looked slowly better and better throughout the course of his first four matches. But he's yet to face someone with the weapons of a Taylor Fritz, of the serving caliber, just a guy who's, again, any Anytime Rafa leaves anything short, Fritz is going to be able to make him pay uh, more viciously than his prior opponents did. Fritz does have the sort of backhand and the requisite size needed to handle the topspin forehand of Rafael Nadal, particularly on this surface. But again, it's the physicality. And we saw it today with Yannick Sinner. I mean, Sinner's up two sets to love, right, on Novak Djokovic. And then Djokovic finds another gear and just cruises through the rest of that match. And just as close as so many people have gotten, you go back to Roland Garros where it looked like Felix had all the momentum going into that fifth set. Or, you know, Djokovic had all of this momentum going into the third set of those Roland Garros matches. And Nadal just ripped their hearts out. And again, beating these two behemoths, Goliaths, Nadal, Djokovic in a best-of-five format. I just don't feel comfortable picking against either of them. And so with that in mind, can't just make it a one-ace-of-the-day show for all of you listeners. So let's end today's show with a bit of a parlay. Hopefully we've previewed all four singles matches for you sufficiently. With that said, let's just go with something I'm going to call a winner's parlay. Option number one here, Rafael Nadal minus 295 over Taylor Fritz. Let's parlay him with Simona Halep. They're champions in every sense of the word, two players who have been so dominant for so long. I'm going to parlay the two of them. Again, Nadal, Halep, money line parlay, Nadal minus 295 over Fritz. I just, I think Fritz is going to take a set in that match, but I think Rafa gets through. Similarly, I think Anisimova keeps it far closer this time, but Halep has just been on another plane physically in these matches so far. You parlay their money lines together. Minus 112, we're picking Nadal and Halep. Like, don't you feel good picking Nadal and Halep, even if it's against a couple of Americans this close to July 4th? I'll take Nadal. I'll take Halep. Minus 112. We're going to throw a unit on it to win and that will be our second and final ace of the day selections, of course, if, and I know I talk fairly fast, so if you want to see the written out version of what I just elaborated to all of you, head on over to our website, crackedrackets.com. But to recap, our GSP ace of the day selections for day 10 at Wimbledon, give me Rabakina, minus two and a half games over Tomjanovic, minus 142 units to win 1.42, we'll then take the champions parlay in adult. Minus 295 money line over Fritz Halep. Minus 240 money line over Anisimova. Minus 112 when you parlay them together. One unit to win 0.89. Those are your GSP Ace of the Day selections for Day 10. Of course, a shout out as always to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the of an editing job he does day in, day out, making all of this uh content possible shout out as well to our friends at turner remember email sales at unique sports.com to join the turner family today with all of that said for our super producer daniel westoff our friends at turner and from all of us here at both crack rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin we hope all of you enjoy day 10's matches at wimbledon and as always may the odds be ever in your favor good luck everyone